Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. I'm host Jason here with Alex and Andy today. Guys, we're going to be covering the NHL tonight, and we're going to go over some of our best bets. But before we do that, we're going to recap some of last night's games. Guys, I know you probably had some bets down. How'd they go? For Alex, me, it went well. I, yeah, I, I, went, I split uh, two and two. I uh, had the Stars and Coyotes first period uh, over. That cashed easily with Dallas getting four goals, and that's one I actually gave out on uh, yesterday's episode of Edgework. And uh, that was a fun game. Not so fun result was the Kings team total over three and a half. That fell very short. And uh, the Hawks, with Arvid Soderblom basically doing his best Corey Crawford impersonation, they went two to one in overtime, and they still continue to find themselves winning games when they're supposed to be tanking for Connor Bedard. So I really don't know what's going on over on the west side of Chicago. Yeah, so I had a lot of action uh, on, uh, on on Thursday, a lot more than I typically do. I'm, I'm you know, a, a big day for me is is two or three plays usually. But uh, I had six bets yesterday, um, kind of wrote the, the the two bets that I had on the Flames, uh, a bet on them to win in regulation at minus 120 and, uh, uh, and then a smaller bet on them to cover the puck line at, at, at plus 135. Kind of wrote those off pretty early, uh, given how the Flames started. Uh, both the first or ended the first period and 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 uh, started the second period. They were they were out of the game pretty quick. Um, but yeah, my 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 night was or my day was looking all right. I had Carolina come through in in the shootout versus uh, Tampa Bay. I had Vegas, uh, thankfully not blow a five one lead to the the Ottawa Senators. They came pretty close to doing that. Uh, and then I also had to crack and uh, get the job done versus Minnesota in a, in a pretty pretty boring game. But uh, that that's fine with me. Uh, but yeah, I had the the Kings. Uh, it wasn't a, a necessarily a big bet in terms of payout, but they were a minus one seventy favorite, so um, did have to lay quite a bit to uh, to win a unit, and uh, and that cost me a, a, a unit on the night uh, over the court, or splitting the three bets and, and losing a unit. So wasn't pretty, wasn't too happy with the the Kings. They dominated the game uh, for the most part, and uh, probably should have won that one in regulation. Yeah, for sure. And I think Connor down there agrees with you, Arvid Soderblom. Not getting a Christmas card, Christmas card from us this year. But, no, uh, no. Fuck you, Arvid Soderblom. <laughs> That's a perfect segue. We, we wanted to touch on that game a lot. Soderblom comes up with 33 saves and a 2-1 victory in overtime. The Hawks, the, the Hawks, like you said, Alex, they should be taking for Bedard, but they seem to be wanting to win games. Um, but the, it seems like the young guns in L.A. weren't able to break Soderblom. Alex, let's give you your full thoughts on tonight's game. for today's Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing with the, with the Hawks. I mean, the the I like seeing the work ethic. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm as I'm wearing the Hawks jersey, I'm a fan. The work ethic is great to see. Luke Richardson's got the culture change going, and, and keep in mind, Derek King, who was the interim coach last year, he's the assistant. So they're kind of almost kind of just had this little train of where they picked up when King took over, and now where Richardson's leading these guys. It, it's it's great for the future, but for right now, like I said, the goal was to to kind of tank. That's the reason why we had. You know, uh, injury prone Peter Mrazek and a uh, uh, aging Alex Stalock as the goalies, and now both those guys are out. You're thinking, okay, Arvid Soderblom and Dylan Wells. You know, this is that's like a mid range tandem in the AHL, let alone the NHL. But Soderblom, you know, the old uh, blind squirrel finds a nut, and a broken clock is right twice a day. That's the way I look at Soderblom getting that win. Third, he gets yeah. 33 shots on him most nights. He's going to let in about four or five goals. So uh, I read some article from NBC Sports Chicago saying he's got the tools to be the next goalie of the future. I'm like, absolutely not. There's no way. He, when you look at Drew Camesso from uh, Boston College that's in the Hawks organization, there's no way 
Soderblom, even right now, as the NHL starter, is going to overleap uh, uh, Camesso or some of the other guys that are in that organization. So it's just one of those, you know, aberrations, those odd games where, you know, a good team loses to a bad team, uh, especially, you know, being on the road. And the Kings, they're still a bit young. They'll find a way, you know, this game happens two months from now and they play again actually next week. Uh, you know, we'll probably see a different result. Yeah, fair enough. Um, seems like Soderblom, it's, it seems like not only Chicago, not only Toronto is the t- uh, city to overreact to great goaltending, right? Like Toronto does the same thing too. I hear right. it all the time. So I'm not, not shocked to, not shocked to hear that. Uh, moving on to the next game, Andy, you wanted to touch on the Kraken in the wild. You mentioned it a bit earlier. Wild close as, as minus 165 favorites. Kraken seem to be like a decent team that just needs goaltending. Uh, they ended up winning the game 4-0. They got goaltending. So uh, Andy, what do you, what are your thoughts on uh, that game? Yeah, and it was. I mean, I was I was happy that the the offense was clicking uh, with Jared McCann uh, out of the lineup uh, last night. Shane Wright took his place uh, for the the Kraken. He's he's been a really good player for Seattle, one of their best, arguably their best player last season. Um, but yeah, Seattle played a really good game. They owned, um, you know, they owned uh, a, a large uh, percentage, uh, almost sixty percentage of the the shot attempts. Uh, over the wild, um, expected goals were were pretty even. But you know that you you've got the You've got the 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 Kraken with uh you know that all star goaltending that just were able to shut down Minnesota. So I mean it wasn't uh, it wasn't an exciting game by any means. The, the, the Wild generated thirty six and a half or thirty seven shot attempts. Uh, let's see here. I think I got this adjusted for a score. Sorry. Uh, yeah, forty one shot attempts, forty three shot attempts on the 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 Seattle side. Obviously, there's uh, some score effects at play there. Uh, with with Seattle holding a, a big lead for most of the game, um, but yeah, really really boring game. The kind of game that I like, uh, you know, I, if, if if every game that I bet on could be like that, where my, the team I bet on wins, you know, three or four nothing, and and uh, it's there's just nothing exciting happening whatsoever. I would be totally happy with that. Like <laughs> I, I'm not here to get entertained. I'm here to win money. And uh, yeah, you know, Kings Blackhawks entertaining game. I lost money. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, so Seattle is a team that I'm not necessarily, like, super high on or anything but like that. I, I could get there, um, you know, depending on how things go over the next few weeks for this team. There's definitely some good signs here. I'm definitely higher on them a little bit more now than I was prior to the season. But uh, it, it's more so me against the Wild right now. Um, and I'm not saying blindly fade the Minnesota Wild, but it just so happens that my model – is really low on them. Uh, thinks they're, you know, it, it looks at them as a, a bad hockey team right now. I know there's some some uh, depth issues with the the injuries to Felino and Greenway, uh, and this team really uh, relies on their depth and whatnot. But um, you know, they haven't been good. Their their shot attempt percentage is is bad. Uh, obviously, the goaltending has been really bad with with Mark Andre Fleury carrying over his struggles from from last season in Chicago to Minnesota. Um, I, I'm not looking to bet on this wild team, and I'm I'm probably only going to be betting on. Uh, against them uh, in the in the foreseeable future, right? I, I think you'll have to kind of reassess things once they get back to full strength. But um, right now, they're just a, a not a good hockey team. And you know, as good as Kaprizov and Zuccarello and and Matthew Boldy are, uh, they can't carry the team. Dean Evason was was double shifting Matthew Boldy and Kirill Kaprizov uh, in in the game last night. Like it's just not happening, dude. You know, like just 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 figure something else out. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not big on the wild and I'll be looking for any opportunity I can to fade them. It hasn't worked out too, too well for me so far this season. I mean, we were talking about Chicago. They always find a way. They didn't find a way when I had them uh, as big underdogs versus Minnesota, they took the game to overtime loss in a shootout. Right. So, yep. um, 
the, the wild they're they're winning and losing by the skin of their teeth most nights and they're priced like a team that is you know rolling over teams when they're not yeah and just to, just to add to that too i mean the interesting thing is historically minnesota has been a great home team and we usually see them yeah. as as big home favorites even when they're just kind of a middling team um, amongst the league and right now we can kind of take the uh we can take that middle word out of the the name in XL Energy Center because there was no energy from that team. There was no energy from that crowd last night. I lived just down the street from from the arena. Uh it, it was just just pretty lifeless. It felt like it was a preseason game. Uh, you know, and if you told me that Martin Jones was gonna outduel Mark Andre Fleury at the beginning of the year and get a shutout against the Wild, I, I wouldn't even want what you were smoking because that just sounds ridiculous. But Martin Jones has turned in not just that performance, but a couple of decent performances lately for the Kraken, which uh, is something we haven't seen from him in quite a long time. And Mark andre Fleury, like I said, his numbers, his home and road splits are, are, are a bad, you know, big, big difference. And at home right now is where him and the Wild are struggling. It's just, it's just odd to see because they've been a good home team for many, many years. Yeah, fair enough. And the and the Wild were definitely a team that it seemed like the gambling community, at least on Twitter, were like really high on in previous years. It seems like the market was mispricing them, maybe being a little too low on them. And now we see an overcorrection. And now we're on the other side where it seems like they overcorrected and they're priced a little too high now. Um, yeah. But anyways, on to the next game. We got Stars and Yotes. Uh, Stars win 7-2 as minus 215 favorites. Wedgwood covering for Andre looks pretty good. Um, it's always tough when you lose a goalie like that, but... Maybe Wedgwood can hold his own. Uh, Alex, I know you wanted to talk a lot about this game, so what are your thoughts? Yeah, one, Connor Ingram is just awful. And then Carol Vamelka made the blunder of the year. I mean, this has to be on uh, ESPN's blooper reel tonight. Uh, that pass that he literally just put right on the stick of a Stars player and goes into the back of that. He probably flops on the ice afterward. It was it was just embarrassing. And and the thing I've, I've taken away from this game, this is the last game at Mullen Arena, the, of course, the Arizona State uh, campus location until December 9th. Arizona is going to be gone for four. They're going to play 14 straight road games uh, while they, of course, you know, actually build some real locker rooms for both teams. Uh, that's part of the reason for that. So the biggest thing is the takeaway from every team that has come into Mullet Arena so far. And, and of course, the uh, Coyotes players themselves, they've all mentioned about this, the quality of the ice. They say this is the best that Pierre-Luc Dubois said this is the best ice he's played on in his time in the NHL. Uh, a lot of teams are complaining, we're talking about, not complaining about, but talking about how fast the boards react, how the puck is moving. So that's a note that I've had circled. I've bet the first period over in all four of those uh, games at Mullet Arena, two and two split so far. One game fell just to go short. But that's something I'm going to be looking at when they return that first game back uh, December 9th against Boston, no less. It should be some, something to watch because we know how teams tend to struggle after just – five, six-game road trips, they're going to be gone for 14 games in, in, in over a month and then have to come back and play, which right now is a good Boston team. We'll see how, how they are uh, a month from now. Yeah, and uh, we saw it with New York, the Islanders, last year. They had to play an ex- extremely long stretch on the road to start the season, and it kind of derailed their entire season, kind of crushed all their playoff hopes. So um, I don't think the Yotes were going to make the playoffs, but – it's still always tough to be on the it road. Helps, it helps in their tank for Connor Bedard. Let's yeah, say that, you know? seriously, maybe it'll help them in that case. But anyways, before we get into tonight's games, guys, if you're watching on Twitter, head over to YouTube. We can interact with you guys. You can comment and uh, hear, hear uh, what we have to say about what you have to say. Uh, when you're tweeting at us, we can't see it. So come over to YouTube. You can find it in the description of our Twitter account, at Edgework Show. Click on the link tree. You'll find our YouTube there. And if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. It's free. So why not? Uh, and you'll get notified every time we go live. So 
heading into tonight's games, we got two games. We got an early one in Finland that I had no idea about. The NHL did a terrible job of marketing this, by the way. <laughs> really? Um, really? Are you surprised? Yeah, no, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all, honestly. Like <laughs> the shocker of the century, NHL's bad at marketing. But, anyways, For Columbus sure. and Colorado. Merzlikens and uh, Gorgiev look to be the starting goalies tonight. Um, Colorado's been struggling a lot this year. They're, they're only shooting 4% at 5-on-5. Five five, a little bit unlucky, but their underlying metrics aren't great either. 45% expected goal shares, 51% Corsi 4 shares. Um, they, they haven't had Landis Cog. They, they might be losing Nishushkin tonight as well. Uh, Andy, I know you wanted to talk about this one. I'll let you uh, take it away. Yeah, so obviously, like you said, this game's not being played in Colorado. They're not a, a you know, they don't have home ice advantage here. And and I guess a, a little bit of an Andy McNeil pro tip uh, because these global series games are scattered, and and you've got the Winter Classic games, which I don't, I I, I consider a neutral site game. I don't, I don't think they, uh, you know, we've we've seen, we've got enough evidence now to suggest that the outdoor games don't really uh, favor the home team in any way. So, right. um, I think I before the season starts, I go through and I, I just highlight all of the outdoor games and all of the global series games, because yeah, when you, when you wake up and you're, you're on in the, the grind throughout the season, just day after day, you wake up and you might not double check, uh, even the start time. Right. And, uh, and, um, you might not double check and you can miss that. And that, and that can be a, uh, that can make a, a, it makes a huge difference, obviously home ice advantage. So, um, the Avalanche aren't as big of a favorite as they, they would have been otherwise. I've got them around minus 250, assuming Val Nichushkin plays. So I don't really think there's much reason to be interested in this game, to be honest. Like, I, I think, um, like like you mentioned, uh, it's the, 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 the Avalanche have not been been good this season. They're, they're not scoring at their, the, you know, the rate that you would expect them to. Uh, and because of that, you know, they, they've been average offensively and, it's really hard to bet on this team. You know, you know what they have skill wise, but it's, it's really hard to bet on this team, even against a, a team like Columbus uh, laying these big prices here. Um, you know, obviously uh, the first half of a back to back, and maybe this is a good spot for the abs to get back on track, right? They, they play two games against arguably the worst defensive team in the league. Uh, maybe they can, you know, get their offense going, but then there's the concern about, you know, just the, the overseas travel. We saw how it affected, um, um, Nashville and San Jose. I mean, I, I don't think anybody expected Nashville to be as bad as they were to start the season. And uh, uh, everybody thought San Jose was going to be one of the, the, the worst teams in the league. But, um, you know, you've even seen them start to turn it around since uh, since that 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 bit of jet lag, I guess, that they experienced. But um, so there's a, a lot of a lot at stake here, I guess, over these next two games for uh, for the Avalanche. They got to get their offense going. They can't really afford to be losing games versus Columbus. Uh, and, and, you know, and then they've got to, you know, build on that coming back from, from Europe. So it's, it's going to be a tough stretch right here for the abs, uh, as far as cementing themselves as one of the elite teams in the, in the regular season. I know there was a lot of worry about that prior to the start of the season, the Stanley cup hangover, is this team going to be, you know, as good as they were in the playoffs, as good as they were, uh, last season at times. And I thought they would be because, you know, last season they had a, a lot of injuries hold them back, but, Obviously, with Landis Cog out for uh, a long time here, and uh, and Nichushkin injured these last uh, this last little bit, um, it's uh, it, they, their their season has started to get derailed again a little bit. So um, obviously, the Avs are still one of the best teams in the league, but it's getting pretty tough to to bet on them uh, given the way they played and the the prices that they're carrying into most games. Yeah, and you know one of the things I would look at because you have, obviously with these global series, it's a two-game set. So tomorrow they'll play again uh, in Finland. 
I would probably take a look in from a player prop angle, maybe some of the Finnish players coming going back home, looking for them to score. So Patrick Lyonet for uh, Columbus, Terry Lekkinen. Uh, maybe that's the only thing I would kind of look at with, with these games. And then we saw some of the, the, the players from Chechia uh, score with that San Jose and Nashville series to start the year. So that's the only thing I really look at with these global series games. I don't, I stay away from the sides and totals, like Andy said, and, and even with like uh, games like the winter classic, usually I usually would try to play like a live under or just look for live spots with the, those winter classic games. But uh, there's nothing really much to say with these two. Yeah. And fair enough. Colorado, obviously maybe experiencing a little bit of a Stanley cup hangover, but Hey, they won the cup. So I don't think they will be too, too rattled about that, but on to the next game of the night. In the last game of the night, we have Buffalo at Carolina. Buffalo is plus 179 underdogs. Carolina looking minus 189. Best price on the board is what I can see. Um, Colorado coming off a back-to-back shootout loss to Tampa Bay. Looks like Ranta's probably starting for Colorado, and Comrie probably in net for Buffalo. He seems to have been the starter throughout the year so far. Um, Alex, I know you wanted to touch on this game, so I'll let you take it away. Yeah, I mean, it was just interesting watching that game last night with uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay with those great retro uh, uniforms. I'm a big fan of those. I know a lot of people don't like them. But, uh, you know, the two teams that didn't like each other and they played each other tough. But Carolina getting off 55 shots on goal. Uh, you know, Vasilevsky, he's one of the best goalies in the world. He proved it last night, even though, uh, you know, it was Carolina getting that extra point in the shootout. Just a fun game to watch, and there's a couple of player props I like here, but I kind of would lean to this game, maybe even going to OT as well. Uh, and, and I kind of like Buffalo in this spot. Buffalo, they got there to, to Raleigh yesterday. This is the mother's trip, which we've seen, you know, uh, some kind of excitement with that sometimes. And it's not something that you just want to blindly bet on all, oh, you know, the mothers and fathers are traveling with the team. All of a sudden, they just got full of energy. But, you know, I think that uh, combined with the momentum of the come from behind win against Pittsburgh. They're just on a good roll right now. We've seen this from Buffalo year, year in and year out. Some of these terrible Buffalo seasons started out pretty good. There was a, what, three or four seasons removed from where after the American Thanksgiving break, which is like the barometer of a team making the playoffs, they were leading the Atlantic Division. So uh, they're keeping that that momentum rolling. Carolina coming off, you know, just the 24 hours before off of a, a grueling game against a, a rival of theirs, you, you know, for, for lack of a better term. I think Buffalo has a, a, good, a good edge. I grabbed it yesterday at plus 180 just off of the scheduling spot. But even at plus 160, 165 right now, I think Buffalo has a good a punch a chance to get this game, uh, get a victory here. And I think it could possibly go past 60 minutes. So maybe even a small sprinkle on that uh, draw regulation at plus 360. I see where you're coming from for sure. I think, um, you know, I, I understand why the market moved towards Buffalo. And and I would say it's it's Sabres or nothing, I guess. Uh, would be my stance because I, I think a fair price on this game is roughly around minus 180 in, in favor of the Hurricanes. So I guess I, I am neutral here, but um, yeah, for sure. I know, I know some people were able to get around plus plus 180, plus 182, like you said. So um, there, there, there was definitely it, it was definitely a, a, a better bet than than most on the board, I think. Um, but you know, there's might be a correction coming for these two teams, like like you said. I, I don't think. Um, I don't think Buffalo, like you look at New Jersey, New Jersey's putting up insane uh, underlying metrics. Their peripherals yeah. are just off the charts, like the, the best team by expected goals, et cetera, right? Buffalo has uh, a great scoring rate right now. They're they're a top uh, two. They're, I believe they're top two over, uh, in all situations in the league right now in scoring behind the Bruins. Uh, I don't think they're – I'd be surprised if they were a top 10 team 
on offense this season, let alone a top five team, right? And, right. you know, they've got some high-end skill for sure. Uh, great passing. I mean, when I watch their games, I really their, their passing really stands out. They seem to yeah. be really uh, – they have a lot of chemistry in that regard, uh, which is good. And, and, you know, maybe I'll be wrong about them, but uh, they're overperforming. They're outperforming expected goals right now. The Hurricanes are underperforming. Uh, expected goals, which has kind of been the case with them for a while. So maybe not so much a correction on that side, but um, I definitely don't expect Buffalo to continue to be, you know, scoring at the rates that they are. Um, and, and, you know, their, their, their goal share is around 57% right now. One of the best in the national hockey league. And, and that, that'll probably come down too. you look at the teams that they played and not trying to take away anything from the Sabres. They've been great. Um, but they've played a lot of bad teams with a lot of bad goaltenders. So um, it makes sense that they're, you know, scoring rates are, are through the roof right now. Carolina, a decent goaltender, decent backup goaltender in, in anti Ranta. Um, I like I said, I don't have a side on 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 here that I like. Um, so I, I had a struggle to find a bet that I like for the show today because I didn't want to be that guy. I was like, oh, I don't have any bets. But I, I, I mean, Friday sucks, right? We've got two games today. Both of them are kind of shit. And uh, Friday's been pretty rough. Two, three games, maybe four at the most. Uh, so you're kind of struggling to find a good bet sometimes. Uh, so I'm, I've landed on Martin Natchez uh, to score uh, any time goal at plus 240. Uh, I saw that at a couple of books. Uh, I, I believe at Betstamp it had it at DraftKings plus 240. Uh, and I also bet him. I basically took you know what I normally bet on a player prop and split it between an anytime goal uh, and uh, the first goal score at 17 to one for Martin Natchez. You look at his um, offensive categories. If you look at the, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, their offensive categories. You look at scoring chances, shot attempts, um, expected goals. Natchez is is at the top. He's he's producing um, you know some some insane uh, kind of scoring contributions right now. Uh, I actually spoke to a friend of mine who really keeps up with some of the micro stats like uh, zone entries and uh, shot or uh, um, uh, shot assists and stuff like that. And and he's comparing Natchez to, you know, Crosby and McDavid and, and players like Matthews uh, right now that as far as, you know, just the contributions he's making on the ice as far as uh, setting up his teammates and and, and getting into the uh, uh, danger areas for shots and whatnot. Uh, he's, he's, he's one of the best players in the, in the league right now. And Carolina obviously generates a ton of shots, uh, game in game out might be a little bit less obviously on the second half of a back to back here, but yeah, like, I think, I think those two bets are worth flyers. You, you get the best price available at plus two forty uh, and 17 to one uh, and, and hope for a, a Martin H's goal. Hopefully it's the first one. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And Buffalo, like you said, they are, um, I guess they're getting lucky, right? Top in goal save above expected, top in uh, goals scored above expected as well. They are on the right side of things right now. Who's to, who's, who knows when that luck will end? Maybe tonight with Martin Nick, Nick Chas's goals, uh, we'll see that luck end. But before we head into our best bets, I know Andy just kind of gave gave his away, but before oh, sorry, we get, sorry, it's all good. It's all good. But before <laughs> we get into our best, I had bets, to talk about the game, man. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, man. I'm just I just want to get everyone on Twitter over to our YouTube so they can come interact with us because. Uh, Again, if you're tweeting at us or if you have anything to say to us on Twitter, we won't see it till after the show. So come over to YouTube. Link in the description at Edgework Show. Go check it out. Um, and yeah, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, guys. It's free. So uh, can I leave before... now? I don't have a bet. So can I just, like, <laughs> <laughs> just before, before we start on our best bets? I just, Andrew Dunn. He uh, dropped a little comment. Took Burns Dalian both over two and a half shots. What do we got? What do we think about that's that? Not, that's not bad. I mean, Burns. He's been Burns, great. You know, yeah. 37 years of age, and he's got kind of this, you know, new boost of energy. He's playing with a, a team that could actually, you know, 
make a run in the playoffs and, and a great core of young guys. And, and like I said, I, you know, we see that sometimes with veterans, uh, you know, they kind of elevate their game. They know, you know, they've only got a couple of years left, but playing some, but some of those young guys, that youthful energy becomes uh, a bit infectious. And I think that's what's happened with Burns so far. Yeah, Burns is one of, uh, well, specifically uh, Burns. He's, he's, I mean, I talked about Nate's um, being at the top of all the offensive categories for the the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, only only Svechnikov is really generating more than Nate's is uh, in, in as far as shot attempts. But then you look at the, the top players. Burns is right there. I believe he's at the top for Carolina, generating a, a ton of shots right now. He's quarterbacking that power play with Nate's on the blue line on the first power play unit. So a uh, really, really interesting uh, team right there. And and yeah, I, I like, I like Burns as well. I think, uh, I think he's a, a, probably a good bet to go over his shot total tonight. Love that. Both defensemen who love to shoot the puck and uh, yeah, that's it. Um, we'll head into our best player props of the night. I'm just going to lock in these right now. Martin Nacast over, or sorry, excuse me. First goal plus 1700 Martin Nacast over half a goal plus 240. We're locking that in right now for you, Andy. All good. And uh, Alex, what do, you, what do you got for your uh, best player prop of the yeah, night? Yeah, it's that same game, but I'm going on the Buffalo side. I'm going with Tage Thompson over a half power play points, plus 262 is available at Caesars. Uh, if you look at, you know, Buffalo, they've gotten at least one goal on the power play in seven of their last eight games. Carolina has given up at least one goal in seven of their last eight games uh, with, with the down of man. And Tage Thompson has been electric. Seven goals uh, on the year. This is a, a guy, I think, who, you know, he is a, a, pure dominant scoring threat in this league right now and he's he's taking it by storm and you know he said andy you know buffalo they're they're kind of uh out kicking their coverage for sure on all levels but i think tage thompson's the real deal i think this is a guy we're going to see consistently get 25 30 goals every year at, at minimum uh so that's that's the only prop i like there yeah i, I just want to like just clarify like i really don't want to take anything i like the savers i do i think they're a good i think they can be a good bet and, and maybe they're a good bet today i'm just I'm a little hesitant to, uh, to, you know, some people are a little like yourself. Maybe you're a little more um, uh, inclined to react to some of these early season runs and stuff like that. And, and you know, the, these surprises mm-hmm. and things like that. I just have a hard time sometimes kind of catching up to things. You know, maybe I'll, sure. I'll be in midseason form by, you know, maybe – you know, the middle of November, but I'm still, uh, I'm still just, just kind of slowly kind of incorporating things that I'm seeing into my, my numbers. So yeah. I, I, I do admit that I think I, you know, for on teams like New Jersey and Buffalo, and, and I'm trying to think of some other teams that are surprises, like I'm a little slow to catch up and that's just cause I like to hang back. I'm, you know, it's easy for hockey Twitter to blow up and be like, oh, you should have seen it coming. You should have saw it. You should have known that the Devils were going to be the best team in the league this year. Like, it, That's yeah. easy to say when you don't have skin in the game, right? It's not yeah. yeah. different when you're, <laughs> when you're betting on a night-to-night basis. And as you said, Alex, we've seen these teams that start off really hot before and then just absolutely crater. And I'm not saying yeah. it's going to happen with either of these teams. I think the signs are uh, more positive. For, for Buffalo and New Jersey here, but uh, there's definitely that, that concern there for sure as somebody who's, who's betting on these games, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fair enough. We have to see those underlying metrics kind of show up first before we want to react to anything, right? And again, it's only 10, 12, se- or 10, 12 games into the season, so let's not overreact here, guys. Things can look a lot different 30 games from now. So, yeah. um, And uh, I don't think you guys have any uh, best bets. We're going to go with the player bets. Player props is our best bets. Am I correct on that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah, all right, all good. So, guys, creative guess, today. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it for the show. We got a thin slate of only two NHL games. Uh, it the game, uh, Colorado and Columbus. It's being played in Finland, so it's at uh, two p.m. Depending on where you are. Three just hours up. now. 
yep. three hours from now. So yeah, don't uh, don't miss out on that. Uh, we're doing NHL's marketing job for them. We, yeah, lunchtime hockey, nothing wrong with that. Right? <laughs> exactly. I'm expecting <laughs> a, check in, a check in the mail from them though. But anyways, guys, <laughs> from uh, from I'm Jason Cooper uh, for Alex Smith, Andy McNeil. This was Edgework today, Friday, guys. I hope you have a good weekend. Good luck on your bets and have a great day. Thank you.